Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Krull, and the intro you just heard there was one of my favorite songs of all time called Choctaw County Affair by Miss Carrie Underwood from her Storyteller album. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, your podcast is called the Storyteller Podcast, and in your intro, you picked a song from Carrie Underwood's Storyteller album. So if you caught on to that, you've put two and two together, and I'll explain a little bit more here. I love the album Storyteller by Carrie Underwood. It is my favorite album of all time and one that I can listen to front to back without skipping a single song just because I love the rhythm of each song. Each song has a different storyline to it and different characters, and I'm hoping to kind of, with this podcast, do the same exact thing. Each episode I do, I want to have a different story with a different person each time. And so that is what I wanted to go into journalism for, is to tell stories. So with this podcast, I can not only talk a little bit about sports with you all, but also reach out into so many other different avenues, because there's a lot more to me too than just sports. And just being able to interview people from all walks of life and share their stories with you guys. Just like, and for example, I grew up listening to country music and I think one of the reasons why I've always loved country music is just because each story, or each song, excuse me, tells a story. And I've always loved that. That's why, like I said, I wanted to go into journalism in the first place is just to tell stories. I grew up telling stories and writing short stories for as long as I can remember. When I was in the second grade, one of my earliest memories is writing this short story about a dragon. I don't know why. (laughs) I have no idea why I chose to do that, but I was so excited about it and so proud of it. And I took that short story to lunch with me and I showed it to one of my teachers and she thought it was so good. I don't know if she actually thought it was good or what, (laughs) but I was just really happy that she decided to, to show it to other teachers. And then I vividly remember her telling me, don't ever stop writing. And while I don't necessarily write as much anymore, in some ways too, I carry that over into what I do in sports broadcasting when I write feature stories or whatnot. So it's something that I'm still very passionate about to this day and I just wanna continue to branch out and tell stories. So for today's episode, I thought, what better way to start off this very first podcast than by telling my own story? I feel like it's important if you are choosing to listen to my podcast, you should know exactly who you're listening to. So today's Storyteller podcast is going to be the Kirsten Kroll story. When I was really little, I was probably like most people where I went back and forth trying to decide what I wanted to be when I grow up. So there was a bunch of different things that I wanted to be when I was younger. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to go into modeling. I wanted to be a lawyer for the longest time too. But then once I got into middle school, I played volleyball and I fell in love with the game right away. I was never good at volleyball. I was 
Very, very mediocre, if you would even want to say that much. But I even think that's still giving me a little bit too much credit. But when I was in the seventh grade, I really, really wanted to be a professional volleyball player. And I've always loved the Olympics. So my biggest dream was to one day play Olympic volleyball. And one of my favorite stories ever to share with people is the story on how I decided to go into sports broadcasting. And it goes all the way back to when I was in seventh grade. One day in seventh grade, we were sitting in the auditorium and our principal was giving a speech on how in seventh grade, his daughter realized what she wanted to be when she grew up and she wanted to be a pilot. And so he went into detail, just kind of trying to motivate everybody and say, you know, you can decide the trajectory of your life this early on. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I wanna be a professional volleyball player. But the realization started coming in that, okay, I'm not that good. I am definitely not good enough. So I don't think this is going to work out for me. So I, instead of leaving this presentation or speech or whatever you wanna call it, feeling super encouraged, like I think was intended, I left very discouraged and so right after that I had to go to gym class and I think it was a rollerblading unit and of course me and my friends weren't really participating we were standing in a corner just talking the entire time and when we were all talking together the conversation just kind of went off of the presentation we were just in and I was like guys I don't know I really want to be this but I know I'm not good enough for it and then my friend Caitlin kind of chimed in and she said, well, Kirsten, you love football. I could see you doing what Aaron Andrews does and I can see you covering football. Why don't you do that? And my immediate reaction was, no, I want to be the person who's getting interviewed, not the person who's interviewing other people. And so still, I just was feeling pretty bummed. And then it kind of dawned on me later. It was almost like an epiphany, if you will. And even at the time, I had no idea what an epiphany was. But looking back, it's kind of fun to realize how like a bulb went off in my brain. But I was thinking about it more and I thought to myself, yeah, Caitlin was right. I, I should do this. I love football. Why not? And so ever since that day, I just kind of took it and ran with that idea. And I never have looked back. So in the seventh grade, right when I decided this is what I was going to do, this is the career I'm going to go down, I started going to the public library. I didn't live close to it, so my mom would drive me, and I'd spend just about an hour there on a regular basis looking through the nonfiction sports section, and I frequently would check out books on the Dallas Cowboys' former coach, Tom Landry, or the Ice Bowl, and that in itself is just kind of a really funny thing because just picture a 13-year-old girl sitting in school reading these huge nonfiction books and when most people are still reading fiction. But for me, I always have loved reading where I can learn something. And so since I decided this is what I was going to do, I wanted to learn everything as possible so I could become as well-versed and be prepared for anything and so I could know what I was talking about when I was trying to do this job that even back then was still just kind of foreign territory or non-traditional territory, I should say, for women to go into. And Erin Andrews was really one of the biggest faces. She was the biggest face in sports broadcasting, but she was one of the few. And when you look back now, 
she truly was a trailblazer, but there's so many more women now. And I think that's because of the work of Pam Oliver, Erin Andrews, Susie Culber, women of that nature who really set the path for us. And so that in and of itself was a little daunting because I'm like, I know I'm going to be a woman and there's not many women in this industry whatsoever. And even when I would tell other boys too from school that this is what I wanted to do, and granted, yes, middle school boys, whatnot, but I would constantly be quizzed like, oh, I bet you can't name five players on this team or, oh, you don't even know what a blitz is or comments like that. And so I actually would chime in and be like, actually, I do. Fast forward to when I got to high school, it kind of just became a matter of, okay, this is what I want to do. Now that I'm in high school, how can I really get a grip and hit the ground running with this dream of mine where I, how can I get experience? So it was my sophomore year, I believe, I started becoming a sports writer for our school newspaper. And I was the only person who had written anything for our sports section and one of the few people that were involved with the school newspaper. And it's really cool to look back on because I still have all of my original articles and interviews that I had done with high school athletes that I grew up being friends with. So it's fun to look back on those things, but the school newspaper in high school is really how I was able to try to gain experience as early on as I could when I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Then once I became a junior in high school, I was able to pick more electives. And so the school yearbook was our journalism class and we got to work on pages in the school yearbook. And of course, I chose the sports pages for football, basketball, gymnastics, dance. I covered those pages in the yearbook. But we also got to learn about journalism. And that was really my first introduction into learning the basics of journalism. And it was my favorite class. I was always so excited to go. So those were the two biggest ways I got my experience in high school. But then once it got a little bit closer to college, it was, okay, this is still my dream. Where can I go to just really get the experience that I need and the education I need and make the connections I need to enter this industry? And so I had my heart set on going to a huge school. I was looking at ASU, University of Georgia, Ole Miss, Mizzou, just some of the really big name journalism schools. And St. Cloud State had been on my radar, even though I'd never been to St. Cloud, I had no idea where this school really was other than that it was in Minnesota. But it had been on my radar just because it was closer to home and it was more affordable. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely gonna tour just to see what it's about. I had no idea anything about it other than that. And one day, an admissions counselor from St. Cloud State was coming to our high school to give a presentation about the university and tell a little bit more. So I decided I was going to go to that presentation. But, you know, just because, like I had said, it was a school that was on my radar, intended to go visit. But this day, too, going to the presentation was kind of a free card to get out of class, <laughs> if you will. So that was my other intention behind the whole thing. So I went to this presentation and I sat down. There was about five of us in the room and I didn't say a word. This person giving the presentation had no idea anything about me. And 
she started going into detail about their journalism program at St. Cloud State. And so that immediately piqued my interest. I'm like, how did you know this is what I want to go to school for? It was like she was talking to me without knowing anything. And then she went into more detail talking about their sports broadcasting program that they had. And if you can imagine, I was just hyper-focused in on everything. And then she put down a picture on the table of the rinkside reporter at the time and started talking about how with their broadcast program, when they cover hockey, they also have been on Fox Sports North in the past. And she put this picture down of the rinkside reporter at the time, and it was Taylor Budge. And... That moment, then and there, she had said enough. I thought to myself, this is where I'm going to school. This is it. I hadn't even toured the university. And I told myself, I'm going to be the ringside reporter someday, just like this girl. And that girl ended up being my mentor my freshman year of college. And I still keep in contact with her to this day. And so a few months later, I applied to St. Cloud State. I got accepted and... Shortly after that was my very first time touring the campus and first time ever even going to St. Cloud. And I fell in love. It was one of those weird moments where it's like, yes, this is where I belong. This is what I'm going to do. And I was so, so excited and I was just so happy. And when I was touring the university, I got to see the TV station, the dorms. And again, it was just kind of a I'm meant to be here kind of moment. And one place I really wanted to stop at before we left St. Cloud, me and my mom were starting to drive away from the campus at the end of the day after going to all our presentations and doing all of our tours. And I really wanted to stop at the hockey center. And so we stopped there and I walked in, just kind of was browsing around and it's a gorgeous rink. The atrium to the rink, just the historic factor of the rink in and above itself too is incredible. And I loved it. So I was already taken back by all of that. But then when I walked to the rink itself and just stood there, there was some guys from the St. Cloud men's hockey team that were still on the ice, just doing a little bit of practice. And so I stood there and I watched and just was filled with chills and excitement. I was so ready to go here. So I left that night just feeling so content with the plan I had set out for myself. And to be completely honest as well and completely transparent, I did not grow up in a hockey house. I grew up in a house where football, baseball, and NASCAR was on. And those were the sports I was introduced to growing up. And so that's also what fueled my passion for football, just because that's what I grew up watching. I had no idea about hockey whatsoever. And people ask me all the time to write, even to this day, they ask me, oh, did you play hockey when you were younger? And no, I knew nothing about the sport. I knew who Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky were, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> I truly did not start watching hockey until the playoffs that spring of my junior year because I had decided, yep, I'm going to St. Cloud. Hockey is the number one sport there. I need to learn this sport if I'm going to cover it. So I started watching the Stanley Cup playoffs that spring of 2014, and I tried teaching myself every facet of the game that I could. And so I Googled rules of the game and I still did not know as much as I did once I got to the university. When I was watching the Stanley Cup playoffs that year, the Nashville Predators were a team that just really intrigued me. And it was the team I followed throughout the playoffs. And 
they didn't make it to the conference finals or anything, but I think they made it to the second round and to game five or six in the second round. So they just really caught my attention. And so if people are wondering my fascination with the Predators, why I've always liked them, it's because they were that very first team that I followed. Yes, I grew up in Minnesota and yes, I do love the Wild, but they weren't in the playoffs that year or at least they weren't as far as the Predators were that year. So I just didn't experience them right away when I first started watching hockey like I did with the Predators. Plus, I also love Nashville because I'm biased. I love the city in of, of itself. I've only been there once, but when I went there that one time, it was just so incredible. To me, it's like a second home. I'd love to live there someday, but Minnesota's home. Minnesota will always be home, but I just love the atmosphere down in Nashville, and I love going down there any chance I can, and hopefully once all of the madness that we're experiencing now quiets down or goes away, I'll go to Nashville again soon. Once I got to St. Cloud State, it, it was just incredible. I still try to process all of the experiences to this day that I got to have when I attended there. And I just don't think I still realize how lucky I was to get the experience I did and to meet the people I did. I remember that very first weekend I moved into my dorm, Taylor Budd, she texted me and she was a senior, I was a freshman. And she texted me asking if I wanted to go film some high school football highlights with her. And immediately I just, my fingers couldn't type fast enough to say yes. I was so excited. So that was my first ever time getting to put my hands on a camera or even cover an event in person, really. And at the time, too, I just thought it was the biggest deal ever getting to shoot highlights for a high school football game. I had no idea what I was really doing, but I just was so, I didn't want to mess up. And so I tried doing the best I could. And just the experience, the fact that somebody took me under their wings so early on and helped me gain this experience meant a lot to me. And it's one of my favorite memories too, because like I said, I thought this was the biggest deal ever at the time. And I just wanted to make the most of my opportunity as I possibly could. So that was my very first week on campus, getting to get that experience. And then I tried doing everything that I could as early as possible. I tried getting involved with our hockey broadcast, which I did. I started off doing production, so I worked as game camera. I was not good at game camera, especially for hockey. It's really, really hard. It's hard to see that puck and follow it so closely from way up above in the press box, but tried it out, wasn't good. They had me switch positions mid-season. I got to experience what it was like to be a utility. I did scoreboard. And then after my first three years, I finally got the position as ringside reporter. So I took more of a non-traditional route and I went to college for five years. So my final two years, fourth and fifth year, I got to be the ringside reporter for St. Cloud State, which honestly is or was a dream come true. And I really think that is, I can't thank the program enough because I think that really has put me in the position I am today with the people I've gotten to meet and the opportunities that have come my way since getting that position. And it just taught me so much and getting to hold a Fox mic flag and be on Fox Sports North and have games on your regional sports network when you're 22 years old is an experience unlike any other and one I am so eternally grateful for. 
And people ask me all the time, they say, Kirsten, what's your dream job? And honestly, what I got to do at St. Cloud covering the hockey teams was a dream come true for me. I had always dreamed of being a reporter because, again, it goes back to just telling people's stories and sharing that information and being able to just tell something that's either inspired me and share it with everybody or whatnot. I've always loved that. And being right where the action is, too, is why, again, I wanted to go into reporting so much. So that was my dream job, getting to do that. And anything that comes my way now is just kind of a bonus. I'm very thankful for everything. And this school is, and this school and this program just really helped set me up for success. And I can't say enough good things about it and the faculty and everyone who helped me during my time there. But so being ringside reporter was the biggest role that I feel like I took on at St. Cloud State. But I also got to be an in-studio host doing a WCHA Women's Hockey Conference weekend recap where I highlighted all the action that happened in the Women's Conference. And that was a challenge because no one had done it before me. And it was also exciting at the same time because I got to create this product and really try to make it what I envisioned or wanted it to be. So it was hard, but it was a lot of fun. And I loved it. I also got to work for St. Cloud State Athletics hosting web segments. And then for two years, I got to be a field reporter for the St. Cloud Rocks baseball team, which is part of the Northwoods League here in Minnesota. And I've always loved baseball, too. And just being at a ballpark on a summer night, to me, there's no greater feeling than that. So that was another experience I loved. I got to sideline report for St. Cloud State football, which again, was a dream for me because I grew up loving football in the game and want to be involved in it as much as possible. So I love doing that. And the opportunities were endless for me. I got to report for our newscast. I got to be a sports anchor. I got to do some shows at our campus TV station. I really got to do a lot. So all of that experience just really helped get me to where I am now. And right now, recent college grad, still living at home, just trying to, because of the pandemic, things are taking a little bit longer than I had ever hoped or imagined for starting the next chapter of my life. But at the same time, I don't know if I would necessarily change anything about these past few months, just besides not getting to end things on the note that I would have hoped for my final year and get to be as close to everyone and get those final moments. That's one thing that I do miss and am a little upset that I didn't get to experience. But at the same time, in turn, I got to spend time going back to my hometown. And in a lot of ways too, I think in college, things are so busy and you can kind of forget a lot of aspects of who you are because you get so caught up in this new person you're becoming. So for me, coming home just reminded me of the hopes and dreams that I had when I was young and what had I had dreamed of becoming and things I wanted to accomplish. So I feel like I found a lot of myself again, having moved back home, but also I got to spend way more time with my brother, my sister, my nephew, my mom, and my dad that I would never have gotten if I would have just moved straight to the cities right after college. So the family time and even time with friends from back home has been so valuable and so important to me that 
I'm just so thankful for because if life didn't force us all to slow down, that again is things that I never would have experienced. So I'm just trying to focus on the positive of it in this crazy time and look at it as this is a blessing because I got to find part of myself again that I didn't necessarily even know that I lost and I got valuable time with these people that mean so much to me. But going off of that, there are things in the works for me to kick off this next chapter of my life. It involves sports broadcasting. I'm not planning to stray away from that anytime soon. So I'm so excited for what's to come, but I'm still trying to get better at two enjoying the moment and being happy with where I am in the present. I'm also going to be doing this podcast and bringing it out to you guys. So I hope that you keep tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed my story. And I want to leave it with a few random tidbits about myself just to kind of round us out and take us home. So a couple years ago, it's almost two years ago. It'll be two years exactly in a couple months, but I went out on a whim. I adopted a dog. He's a black lab and German shepherd mix. His name is Bodie. And that dog is my best friend. I love him so much. And sometimes I just tear up thinking about him because he truly is my best friend and he changed my life for the better. And I adopted him, but at the same time, people always say, well, he rescued me even though I rescued him. And it's so true. I wholeheartedly feel that way about him. And he was one of the best things that has ever happened in my life. So I'm obsessed with my dog. He has his own Instagram account. It's at the real Bodie Crawl if you want to follow him. And I just, I love him so much. He's the cutest and silliest, spunkiest dog I've ever met. And he's just so special to me. Again, I love country music. So Carrie Underwood, she's my favorite performer, favorite singer of all time. And I... I just love country music so much. And all my friends kind of make fun of me because they're like, well, country just sings about trucks, drinking beer and fields. Okay, yes, there are some songs like that. I'm not gonna deny that, but there's so much more to it than that. And I grew up on country. I love it. It's my favorite. I start each and every day with a cup of coffee. I drink my coffee black. I love it that way. I don't like cream or sugar or any of that. And so if I get super antsy or jittery, it's because I've probably drank a couple too many cups of coffee. <laughs> and also tacos, they're my favorite food. I could eat them all day, every day, and never, ever, ever get sick of them. If there was one thing I could see myself doing outside of broadcasting, it would be to be an interior designer. I love decorating. I have this game on my phone that allows me to decorate different rooms and homes and I get to design buildings and I think it's so much fun and I spend way too much time on it some days and that's my guilty pleasure. I love designing and if I were to do anything else besides being a broadcaster, it would probably be an interior designer. Those are just a couple random facts about me. I hope you guys enjoyed this first podcast. I have so many plans for people I wanna have on stories that I want to tell, and I'm so excited for it. I'm still kind of figuring out the ropes. I've tried this podcast thing once before, but it didn't necessarily have a concept to it, and so I just kind of lost focus of it because it was so all over the place. But this time, it's my second go at it, and it's something I'm so excited about in a project 
that I'm really excited to get off the ground and I hope you guys all really enjoy it. I hope you enjoy the guests that I'm planning to have on and I hope this won't be the only episode that you guys listen to. So this has been Kirsten Kroll with episode one of the Storyteller Podcast and we'll see you guys next time.